from Atlantic City, New Jersey, Paris Island, South Carolina, BFE, Idaho, Parts Unknown, Colorado, and all points in between. This is the Art of Lounge Room Podcast. My name is Will Dick, and I want to wish you nothing but peace and love, man. Here at the Art of Floundering Podcast, we don't care who you voted for, who you love, how you cracked the egg, whether or not you believe in Santa Claus. Because we're kind of idealistic here, man. We believe in a kooky thing called peace and love. So welcome, man. Welcome to the Art of Floundering Podcast. All right, all right, all right. This is Will Dick. With the Art of Floundering podcast, today's date is the 21st of uh, March 2022, and this is being recorded pretty late for me. Uh, it's like 9.50 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Anyway, this, this particular episode, what I want, I got a goal for, I probably... Yeah, I'm doing this live. It's probably something I should do edited, you know. But for now, it's just, this really should just be a prologue. As you see, as, as silly as this may sound, I, I want to write a book about all this that I'm going through with this spinal injury in these past six years. And right now, it's too hard where I'm at, and we'll get to this to, to do that right now. But I think in the beginning of whatever book this would be, or any project I would do from here on out, I would want the the very prologue, the understanding to be what I'm going to share with you. You know, I think none of us are superhuman and I'm not. You know, yesterday I broke. Don't want to get into a lot of the details. I'll get into some. I suppose there are times, you know, when the pain is so present and so punishing that any little bit more just becomes too much. Something happened yesterday. And I realized it was it was very minor. It was a computer problem. And I thought, uh oh. What happens if I got a computer problem? And I start I don't want to get into it. I broke. I spend right now. I am crying an awful lot during the day. It has become overwhelming. The, the level of pain and how quickly all this is starting to descend. And yesterday I, I realized how dark it really is. And how much darker it could get. And my... 
I wasn't doing what I normally do, which was it's becoming harder and harder to disassociate. This is starting to become really all-consuming. And uh, and for those of you who are not familiar, I'm talking pain related from a spinal injury. And I hope you respect it. I don't want to get into the details because that's just going to cause a lot of hassle with me pain-wise right now. But things are to the point where I can't keep, I can't function. Uh, you know, for example, I'm not gonna, I can't even do my taxes. I just can't, I can't function. I can't, um, it's nobody's fault. Um, you know, things are, you know, there is going to be a surgery. It's just, I don't have a date. I just know it's going to be soon. And, you know, I don't want to do too many secrets. You know, I mean, give up too many details yet. But what I'm trying to focus on, and it's hard, okay, but I'm trying to, first off is I'm trying not to focus on all this right now because it's just, I I can't begin to tell, I spend my, it's just horrific right now. It's horrific. Um, And... I'm going to talk about all the things in this experience, but I just want to preface anything I do going forward with, you know, it's from, you know, I'm no expert. I'm, you know, um, and, you know, but it's just, you know, take everything that I say or any project that I do with, you know, from the perspective is, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm fucking flawed, dude, I mean, you know, I mean, and I broke, in other words, I'm not superhuman, and I don't want to pretend that I am, ever, so I want it up front, that this got to me, everything I'm describing to you got me down, broke me, I'm not a model of of resilience. This thing is beating me down. Now I'm trying to fight back, but I would be disingenuous. You know. Thank God for my family. Thank God I got. You know, there's things I got to work on that I'll talk about in subsequent episodes. But I think a lot of people just in life can relate, and anybody. With a chronic physical condition, it's got it's certainly if it's got a pain component, is probably has a very similar experience where you put a lot of hope on what doctors tell you they can do, especially as when they say they can help, and you're suffering. And when they don't follow through on what they said they will, and that happens repeatedly, it becomes hard, man, to put a lot of value on someone else's words, man, and. You know, once again, this is, I have no, I want to be very upfront, you know, when I begin this series or I, I uh, talk about anything related to this journey, dude, that, you know, the frame of reference is from a guy that's, that everything I've described and to you has broken me, Okay. So, I don't know if you 
It's not for nothing, man. So very short and sweet, dude. We're going to be back with our morning show tomorrow, which will be Peachy Keen, after another doctor's appointment. So, that's, so now, the other thing I don't want to do, as much as possible, the other, I guess, precursor, I guess, to anything I do, is right now, one, one of the things that's triggering to me, and that's a strong term, that I got a fucking problem with. Well, let me, I'm going to clean up my language. Golly gee gosh, that I really struggle with. Or like, you know, when I talk about, <sighs> there was a time, and I'm, you know, I'm 56, okay, and there was a time, okay, I feel like I'm doing that back in my day, but I've always followed the rule to not discuss, like, religion and politics, right, even to the point, like, you know, and I'm a 56-year-old fucking old fuck, so, you know, Facebook was my jam back in the day, man. And I'm not trying to flex my digital fucking street cred, but I realize Facebook is not what the kids are into, but I'm just telling you how we used to ball back in the day, okay? So, Facebook was the jam, but at the time, they had this fucking, you know, what religion or politics. I put for religion and politics, I said... Hey, peace and love to both. I don't fucking mix fucking religion and politics with social media, right? And, you know, what I used to like about social media, see, for guys like me, especially guys like me right now, where when I talk about breaking into computer, understand that my only way right now of escaping this hell that I'm in is creativity. And right now, because of my body, the only way I can express any kind of creativity is with this, like, geeked out podcast and computer setup. And the thought of not having that and that extra layer of hell broke me. It's embarrassing to admit what it was, but that's specifically what it was. There's all kinds of, now, that was the lack. There's things that led up into this dude a review and I don't want to wallow in this too much but it needs to be out there I'm the other thing I want to get out there is I'm no success don't grow up to be like me you know my injury in 2016 robbed me of everything now I thought I I thought I was building it back up that's the cruelty of it see when I got hurt in 2016 it robbed me of my ability to walk lead a pain-free life I lost my relationship with my daughter my job was at jeopardy my health was at shit I you you know finances everything there was not one part of my life was positive and it took three hard fucking years of hell I thought to include Multiple surgery, back surgeries, loose hardware, bone infection, C. diff, you know, these fucking de near-death experiences, not being able to walk, blah, blah, blah. Somehow, in late 2019, 
I was able to sort of, sort of re-engage. I was back working. Now, my career was in the shit, but I was, it was a government gig. The pay was still great, and I had lost my ass financially not having income come in and having expenses go out, right? So, I, I started coming back from all that. And it looked like in 2019, I was going to be able to, you know, be disabled, you know, but not have, like, what happened. It was on an upswing, all of it. And I'm right back to everything I'm talking about with a few exceptions. I don't have a relationship with my daughter. I was working on building that back up. Now that's gone again. As this came up, what it, it's nobody, you know, it is what it is. It's not her fault. I'll tell you that right now. I want that more than ever. But I don't have that right now. I can't. It is what it is. I'm retired medically from my job. I'm incapable of being reliable right now. Me on this screen right here. So this is a farce, man. I'm, this bed's right here. This takes everything. I'm already hurting. You know. I don't get a lot of chair time. I spend a majority of my life laying in bed. And the pain is worse every day. And sitting in a chair becomes harder and harder. My ability to play guitar is becoming less and less. All the other things I'm degrading. And so I was sitting there thinking the whole thing. Six years of my life in all this. In all the things that, you know. And I broke. And, you know, future episodes I'll talk about, you know, what led up to that. Maybe we can learn from that. Now, I've broken before. But, you know, it's important. I think own it. Learn from it. Learn from it. I'm going to try to learn from it. The reality is the reality. It doesn't replace the suck. But the mental processes that lead it led to that fucking mental where I broke. I got to analyze those. And where I'm at right now, fortunately or unfortunately, and I'll explain this in considerable detail, but I am at a place in this pain disability journey where my only tool is disassociation and let me tell you there is a cost to that I am losing my fucking mind I am aware of it I am aware of it my ketamine trip you know trip sorry uh, ketamine for this pain that's where we're at, dude. I don't do opiates. And, and now, if anybody wants to know, it's not. I'm not slamming anybody use opiates at all. For me, my my spine's moving, man. There's really nothing that's going to fucking do anything. Okay. Um, and opiates just have over the long term, over the long term, they have a less beneficial effect for me. 
and then I start having more pain. It takes more, and then trying to get what you need with the drug, fucking DEA, in the middle of things. I just don't even want because I know if I went down the path of opiates, I'd just be cut off. Okay, and it would only work for a short amount of time for me. So, but everybody's different. And, you know, I'm not an advocate or an expert. And I'm not a medical professional. Okay. But when, when, when you're in this, when you're in this, and it's like, you know, you're battling suicidal thoughts every day. You're battling that. So you're in the, you know, you don't want to hear the, the potential of something that may get you out of that. You know, it's like, look, man, I'll take addiction or whatever the, you know, because the alternative is fucking torture. And I don't think people understand that. It's like being, I mean, I'm not asking for pity. Because at the end of the day, pity is not a result. But I, I think of being able to connect with that, it would start getting the action. Okay, it's not, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I want you to understand that that's, this is what this is like. So when I'm asking for relief, take it, this is serious. This is literally life and death for me. And somebody that doesn't know medicine should not be in the middle of that relationship. Okay, the, the DEA has, in my opinion, has nothing to do with that relationship with cases like this nothing and I'm well aware of all the downsides and all the other things people and, and they're huge issue I'm giving you perspective I'm no expert but you know when I get through surgery and I can formulate and do research I'll be able to maybe back up with some numbers but I will just tell you that you know I put a lot of faith in right now in medical professionals because I can't, I got, I got to trust them, number one, and I, I got to rely that they know, and so they understand how bad I am, don't kill me to help me, but there's certain things, right, you know, hence the ketamine, and, and look, it doesn't, it does an emotional number on you, right, so on top of everything else, okay, There's a huge amount of mental baggage that comes with this. I have it. I've got to deal with it. But right now, I'm in fight or flight mode. Okay? That's where I'm at. But I've got to deal with it. Alright? So, there's a lot of shit i got to deal with. Right? But right now, the number one, I'm just consumed with, you know, priority number one. And so it can going down that, and that's not going to change right now. I'm not going to be able to control the doctors and when this surgery can be, you know. Um, so I'm doing the best that I fucking can, and it's it's becoming very hard to do that, you know. And I'm. 
you know, quite frankly, what I told my brother is, you know, if we don't have something by the end of this week, if I keep going down mentally the way I'm going, I need to be in the hospital until they can do the surgery because this is just getting too dark for me to handle on my own. And that's saying a lot, you know. Um, but I, I want to be very clear, y you know. Anytime I ever, if I'm ever going to share a story about this, I don't want it to ever be confused with, jolly gee whiz, I just bucked up. No. I, this what I described to you is a part of my journey with this. Not quite. You know. And it's scary. It's scary. You know. And so... And it's cheesy. And this is so cheesy. But I think, man, and, what, and one of the things that helps me get through this, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how. But what I really, what gets me through this is maybe, just maybe, just maybe I can get through this and fucking help others through this fucking hell with what I've learned and what might be helpful with other people that, that want to join me and we can not cure anything but at least it's kind of like that responsibility to reach back up and you know if you get out of a situation then don't forget about others that are still in it because there's people that are way worse off than me you know but I just from the jump I just want people to understand whatever, whatever quote art that I do or or however I choose to articulate this experience for whatever reason. Now, I don't know how that's going to be, but I feel that's important. And not because... I'm not delusional. I don't think... It's going to lead to anything. I don't think... It, it's not that. I just... I want to do something tangible. That maybe... Maybe... Help... Someone that's in this situation. Or at least have them... Read somebody's experience through this. You know? Good, bad, or indifferent. You know... I don't know quite how I'm going to do that, but I'm, but how I do that, how I would always want to preface it, is here, man. This is not like, you know, gee golly whiz, the guy that just rolled through this thing with, you know, uh, this is fucking guy that really had bobbing through this, you know, and is still having bobbing, you know. The thing that gets most overwhelming, and I wonder if people, there are some problems in life that you feel that, and they're huge, like my relationship with my daughter. I feel like the only way I'm ever going to be able to fucking improve that is to get better and be able to, and I know that's crazy, okay? But that's what this thing will do. It'll take you there. It'll take you there. Um, 
it is what it is. You know, there's there's learning, I guess. So, but I'm a flawed dude. I'm a dude that's that's made many many fucking mistakes, and I'm certainly you know that like I said when I when I discussed where when I came everything I built back I've lost it all, lost it all. No career. My savings is fucking gone for medical. You know, I'm stuck. I'm you know, right now. I can't, I can't, you know. I mean, I can't, I'm, I know there's things I can do. You know, I just, it's just crazy, it's crazy right now, okay? It's crazy. And the longer this so-called surgery gets put off in the future, the bigger the hole of shit I gotta deal with if things go reasonably well in that surgery. Right? It's already a huge pile of shit. And it's getting bigger and bigger every day. And I'm degrading worse and worse physically in other areas because I can't do shit. I was an athlete. Man, I'm wasting away here, dude. I am wasting away. Um, and I'm, it's just going to be like, I'm going to build, you know, I'm determined to build back up. But it's going to be more, you know, fuck. You know? So it's it's a lot. So, I guess, you know, I'll find a way to make this a little bit more condensed, you know, in the official official. But, you know, the prologue, so to speak, would be very much from one more like, hey, man, this is not from a, this is, not, I'm not describing a success story. I'm describing an ad is. Things will not be described, things will not be from a viewpoint of good or bad. Just, this is what happened. This is how I reacted. I don't want to lay a judgment. You know, I don't want to lay a, like, you know, I broke and that's a negative and that's a failure. I'd rather look at it as, okay, you know, how can I, what were the thought patterns? What were the things and how can I better manage those? So at the very, because I'm going to break again. If, if, if I don't get the surgery, yeah, I will break again. It will happen. I need to accept that. You know, it, I'm living in the fucking real world. Excuse my language. I'm gee golly, golly gosh darn it, gee whiz. But I'm living in the real world. And but I can increase the meantime between that with approaching these from a, instead of a good or bad or I'm the biggest piece of shit is learn from. But also, it's important. To not only own that, but make I made my I made my fucking brother and sister in law aware of it. Right then and there. Is I you know, I called my brother up and I said, Can you and so and so come down? They came down. I said, This is what's happened. I need you to keep an eye on me. You know? I don't feel like I want to hurt myself or anything like that. But you know. And so I'm not an expert. Go to an expert. I'm just telling you how I handled it. Okay. But I knew. So I do ketamine. And we'll go into depth. But I do ketamine for this. Um, for pain. Now, in the past, I've done episodes. Yes, it does help. Okay. It's pretty, You know, it's like, it'll. I'm sitting in a chair. 
If I didn't do the ketamine treatment today, I'd be laying in bed 24 hours a day. Usually the first day after ketamine, I can sit in a chair for about three, maybe four hours. And then that starts going down. Okay. You know, four, three, two. Then I can do one to two hours. And then by around day six, I can't. Okay. That's the way it used to be. You know, ketamine would get me where I can get, you know, on average, two hours on average. You know, but it would scale down. The trend down. You'd have, like I said, four and kind of like trend down to nothing. All right. And once a week. Now, while the trips can be pleasurable, don't get me wrong. Once a week's a heavy taxing on the brain. At least it is for me. Okay. It's there's these things are a lot on the brain. There's like a fog is not the right word. It's just kind of a you fried, dude. You fried. Okay. And uh, at least I am because these things are emotional. I'll talk about that in a second. Now, having said that, you know. This week, I was considering it, doing it twice, because quite frankly, um, by Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to be in bed 24-7 until the next ketamine trip. So ketamine gives me about three days of about three hours of chair time a day. That's what one, one for me right now, I don't have the dosage, but they upped it, all right? But one ketamine fucking trip will give me... Uh, about three hours a day in the chair on average for three days and then I'm in bed 24-7. That's what it does for me. Otherwise, I'd be in bed 24-7. It used to be trending longer, but now it's three days. So anyway, I was thinking about doing it twice this week and I've got it scheduled. Now, once again, this was only my 10th or 11th ketamine thing. And so I am by no means an expert. But for me, the pattern that I'm just now noticing is the more intense my pain is, the more intense the emotional type release the ketamine experience is. In other words, the intensity of the trip, good or bad. And today's ketamine was off the chain to the point where they came in to sit with me I wasn't but loud just off the chain emotional as hell and it was like one of those feelings man where I felt like naked and exposed walking out of that room because where my trip room is, is right where the reception is, is, and people that are sitting out there listening. So all I can think about, man, is they heard everything I was fucking tripping on. And it was heavy shit. And I think it's because my pain is heavy. And because my critique, I'm very thankful that they've offered this. But for me, and everybody's different, I feel like I need to talk to somebody. They're so, I don't know why. They're so emotional. Just process some of it. And I don't have that. And uh, because of that, I don't think it's going to be in my best interest to do it a second time 
and it means that I'll spend more time in bed. But I think, you know, I'm. It's a, it's heavy. I'm gonna talk to the doc tomorrow. So that would be kind of a ketamine thing, you know. So anyway, I want to keep this very short and sweet. Um, and we will, uh, you know, catch up with our morning show and stuff like this. So I don't know if any of this will be useful, helpful, or not. But, you know, while a lot of the, the stuff that we're doing in this podcast is admittedly a shit show, I, I need to try as best I can do a few things that are in the here and now. I am working on stuff that, because I'll, no, I'm not, yeah, I'll close on this. This is what I'll close on. It's going to sound kind of doshy, okay? Way back in the day, dude, I wanted to be, uh, to be able to say, hey, man, you know, record a song and drop it on an A track. Back in my day, and say, hey, man, you want to check out my rock and roll? Well, why don't you, uh, Check out this 8-track that I dropped it on, man. Well, obviously, that wouldn't really resonate with the kids now, would it? So, I'm hip. I know it needs to be on the iTunes and other similar platforms. So, while I was never able to drop something some of my music on an eight track because I was too busy pursuing <coughs> that that suburban dream and all of its wonderful associated blessings. Right? I put that off because the suburban dream rocks, dude. It was fucking it was gee gosh. Golly gee willikers. Anyway, so here I am at 56 on the cusp of perhaps if what I'm being told is true this time, <laughs> um, perhaps a milestone moment for me. <clears throat> and, you know, it can go either way. But I was sitting there thinking, you know, what about this? I So I'm going to drop some music. The I don't know when my surgery is. I know it's soon, right? I don't have a date. But I'm going to have some original songs recorded, dude. That the day of my surgery, I'm going to, quote, drop them. Flex my street cred. And while I, I'm realist, might get two views if I'm lucky, or two downloads. It's not why. It's as cheesy and douchey as it. You know, it's just to say, look, man, you know, the past six years have been fucking hell. And I broke. And they kicked my ass. Up and down, up and down. And I haven't been able to do shit that I thought I can do and fulfill promises that I thought I can fulfill. At all of it. 
and as douchey as it is, at the very least, you know, it's not an A-track. It's not really an A-track, but at least it's like, you know what, I did something to push back on this. To fight back, to not let it kick me in the ass. Totally. It may have broke me. It may have... But I fought back, and as crappy or as douchey or shitty as the songs may be, they're up there. And I did it. Despite the deviation with the suburban dream and getting spit out and chewed and grinded up by the system and just spit out and left. Another casualty. Collateral damage in the quest for fucking better, more, whatever. It is what it is. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Gee whiz. You mean the system can fail you sometimes? Anyway. It's no, it does us no good to review what's broke without some solutions. And right now, the only solution I have is smoking weed and get a good night's sleep. So, it has been a pleasure, man, to do this episode. I hope that you will give us a shot. Because we're going to do all kinds of different type of content. <clears throat> but I do think there's going to be some value in going through this journey. Um, I don't know how we're going to do that yet. Once again, it's hard for me to keep a straight thought these days. But um, we're going to do anything we can to just say this is what it is, man. Once again, I don't want to live in judgment world. I broke. It's not good or bad. It wasn't the first time and it's going to happen again. So that's that's where things are at. So now how can we... How can we better manage that fucking reality? And that's what I hope to do and learn from these. And like I said, go over these, how the pain can help the thoughts spin out of control. And look, it sucks. And it's going to continue to suck. I'm just, look, I'm not going to toxic positivity anybody's fucking situation away. It ain't about that. It's about how to just survive. That's all this is. The only hope you can pin on is hope for some fucking miracle. And you're surviving for that. That's all it is. It's base level humanity stuff, man. This is not, I, I hope I look good this spring. Or fucking, sorry for the language, Tinder is a real drag. I'm not feeling my centeredness. I'm not, no, dude, this is like life and death stuff. This is not, I'm trying to better achieve my authentic self, dude. Authenticity, pain brings out authenticity. Instantly. Instantly. There's no, hey, I'm kind of living in a shell. So, I hope you'll join us in, but... Once again, I, I don't want this to be a bunch of bad crap in, in, in absence of fucking options, you know? So, tune in, please, on a side note, go to the YouTube channel and watch Putin and Steven Seagal versus the world. 
that is what I do. That is where I take my head to these days to get out of, not get out of this, but not be consumed by it. The content is bizarre. I hope what I've stated here will put some of that into context. I'm no artist, but I found that I've, my creativity has been enhanced by pain because I rely on creativity as a fucking narcotic right now. It's the only thing I got. Take my head to some ridiculously crazy place and create chaos. And that's what's up there on YouTube right now. But I hope as you're watching it, and you're watching Putin discuss the challenges he has because he suffers from micropenis, and his good pal Steven Seagal relating to that, that you'll understand that that's... It is out there. I'm well aware of it. But I think you guys will dig it. I think you'll dig it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to rein them in a little bit. But that's what I call the end to the end. Talk about it more in the future. But the tool that I've used, and there's a price to this, and I'm paying the price, but the tool I've had to use is disassociation. And I've tried to do that either musically or with puppet shows or whatever, right? And when I say puppet shows, you have to you just have to watch. I would say I've innovated. I'm an innovator. When it comes to puppetry, I may not be good. I'm not saying I'm good at it. And I don't know if this is arrogant, but to, you know, I would think some of the stuff it's crude, okay? It's cr I mean, it's not this is not socially redeeming material here. But I just keep thinking like, is there just something to this? You know? But that's how crazy I am right now. Anyway, that's the end to the end. I hope anyway, we're gonna we're gonna pare this down and this will be an official podcast, but in future expressions of this journey. I hope it becomes abundantly clear that it's not from a framework of let me show you how to tackle this problem because there's no tackling it. This is how to live with reality. And it's not It's not like a... I'm just going to try to describe what I've been through. I don't know if it would be helpful or not. But I got to believe, man. Yeah. If we can... I'll close on this. This is what I hang my hat on. We live in an age where you can stream a porno movie to a probe on Mars, dude. Think about that. Think about what all is involved in that. We can do that right now if we wanted to. We can stream porn to a probe on Mars. So, who knows what's just right around the corner for anybody in these situations. We live in amazing times, dude. You know, in fact, all these no's that I was getting for years, I got, I finally, I got a yes. I never thought I'd get one. Right now, all I have is words. Nothing's been done yet. And they could, like so many times before. That yes can be a whoops, sorry, gosh darn it, gee whiz, upon further review, 
I'm sorry we got your hopes up. Now, I think this one's going to be different. I don't want to get into the details, but it'll be part of the story. I think I got a solid doctor that says what he'll say. He'll do what he'll say. and I think I do. Because he was in my same boat I was in. That's why I went to medical school. Anyway, more about all that later. Tonight's about the first day of spring. Hope, rebirth, all that jive. But more importantly, managing expectations. Spring is spring. Life is neither good nor bad. It simply is. Now, if you can dig what I'm putting down, expectations, fuck them. Just be in the moment. All that kind of Zen Buddhist shit, man. It will be what it will be. It is what it is, right? I love how much fucking little sense I make when I do the pot. But it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, man. Allow me to pontificate upon what I'm trying to verbalize to you and enunciate the severity and, dare I say, complexity upon the listening population that might cross paths with this production. You see what I'm saying? I think you do. I can lay more out there, man. I'm the master of doing nothing. Let me let me tell you. Let me hear here's something. Here's how you can answer a question. Somebody comes up to you and they say, I don't care controversial issue number one. They want they want their where do you stand on controversial issue number one? And you don't know fucking anything about it. This is what you do. Hey man. I think if you take a look at my record, I've been pretty gosh darn consistent in all issues. And this one in particular. And I'll stand by that consistency going forward. Done. Huh? How about that? How does that... Feel free to kick the tires on that one, man. Test drive it. Put your own little twist on it. See, these are... Think of it as jazz. You can do your own syncopation on it, dude. Right? You're improvising on a theme. I've laid out a theme. You can improvise on that theme. You can jazz that, dude. That's cool. I want you to. I don't own it. I don't own knowledge. Just trying to pass on the little nuggets that have helped me along my way, man. And they can help you avoid fucking anything of serving that fucking corrupt system. Hey, no, I'm joking. But, hey, if they can help. I got many more ways, man. Here's, here's another way. People are protesting. They don't. They don't like your organization. I don't. Whatever the issue is, you got a bunch of people protesting. This is how you handle it. Hey, man. I get it. Us corporate fat cats are really out of touch. Let me tell you something. We here at whatever company it is in this state, let's just say it's Penetron. We here at Penetron are different, man, because we hear you. We hear you so much that I put together a blue ribbon panel, man, commission. And we're going to study this issue. 
And we're going to really drill down into the data, man, and go where it leads. And I'll tell you, you know, that Blue Ribbon fucking commission will have a time frame of when to offer up recommendations. And we will take those recommendations under advisement very seriously. Rest assured of that. Thank you, man. Your good pals here at Penetron care, man. And this Blue Ribbon Commission is not going to do a diddly, dude, but delay while you suck up tasty corporate profits, dude, and exploit your markets that you're penetrating, dude, right? Because that's what the world is right now. I, I was there before I got hurt. Hey, man, we got to penetrate those markets and keep it in there, dude. Pulling out is just not the corporate way. You're right. In fact... This is a virgin market, and we can't stimulate growth unless we're willing to keep it in there until the job's done. Gee, golly whiz, you're right. All right, we're starting to get off topic here. I just want to say thanks for giving this a shot. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Please like, subscribe, review. <laughs> if, if this is your cup of tea. If it's not your cup of tea, that's cool too. We can still love one another. You don't have to love my shtick for me to love you, man. We can get beyond the fact that my podcast sucks, I think. Can't we? Can we get beyond that? I think we can. So if you don't dig it, it's all good. It's it's all good. So with an abundance of peace and love, this is Will Dick from Parts Unknown, Colorado. You guys have a good night. And sincerely, peace and love. Good night. City, New Jersey, Paris Island, South Carolina, BFE, Idaho, and parts unknown, Colorado, and all points in between. This is the Art of Floundering Podcast. I want to wish you peace and love. We don't care who you voted for, who you love, how you crack the egg, or whether or not you believe in Santa Claus. Nothing but peace and love.